Radio Straya, how are you going? How are you going? It's Monday, all day, January 24. Jeez, bro, you excited for your Australia Day holiday? Anyway, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer, sometimes, uh, for whoever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff. Here in Lariama Studios, wearing my very nice Patty Mills uh, City Edition jersey right now, because it's bloody hot in here, I'll tell you that much. Anyway... Uh, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season. It's all going on. We're ripping straight a bit. That's what we do. We're like the Wiggles. We're going to go win the hottest 100. <laughs> Big weekend to wrap up, though, of course. The Wiggles with the number one. Uh, Grayson Allen was Grayson Allen. And really, Grayson Allen up the weekend, didn't he? Grayson Allen. Josh Giddy set a new career high. That was bloody good. And uh, we've got all the weekend's games covering the NBA straight game wraps, along with the weekend winners and losers. A bit of juicy slab, but that's not a knife. Old mate, new Mitch. Spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. Dickhead of the weekend. We've got Yeah Nas, the unpopular opinion of the day, and our back takeouts. Where we're serving up a flame grilled take. There's, of course, the Australian player watch, which is what we always have on this show. That's what we do. Keep an eye on the Aussies. And we've got an Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. Goes to a big fella. No prizes for guessing whom. Uh, we the game previews and picks for tomorrow, and we'll finish up with a brand new Giddy review as our man Josh Giddy tackles a pop culture review. It's great. <laughs> Seriously. All right, episode 742 of NBA Australia. Let's go. Nick K, and you'll listen to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! Ah, uh, you better. Better watch out for the football attack. Whoa, what a weekend of NFL it was. Meanwhile, if you're Alex Caruso, you better watch out for the Grayson Allen attack. Oh, jeez. All right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBS Show with a daily whip around. That's right. Alex Caruso is now out six to eight weeks with a fractured wrist because Grayson Allen is a shit bloke. We've said it before. We'll say it again. Shit bloke. Grayson Allen also got suspended a game uh, as well as his flagrant two, getting kicked out the other day against the Bulls uh, for the shitty, 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 shit-headed play that broke Caruso's wrist. Now, it's got nothing to do with the fact that Alex Caruso, you know, seems pretty chill, pretty cool guy, but wow, what a fucky play. Grayson Allen was like, oh, well, I wasn't even laughing at him. I wasn't laughing. Someone made a joke. I was laughing at Hey, Grayson. So I don't know if you've seen this. He's sort of got a big fucking stupid shit-eating grin, smirk on his face after this all happens. Caruso's on the ground writhing around in pain. And uh, Allen having a bit of a giggle. Here's a tip, Grayson Allen, you fuckhead. Maybe don't fucking smile and laugh after you've just fucking hurt somebody. I mean, we've seen what happened to Andrew Bogut, right? A big fella up in the air. Falls down because he's been hit midair by that mongrel Amari Stoudemire. Undercut. You've come over the top of Caruso while he's in the air. Basically, over the top of him, cut him down so he's like, no chance of landing properly. And uh, you're there smiling. Go blow it out your ass. And the fact that he wasn't even out there, you know... Oh, well, I wasn't able to go in from the half court. I wanted to make sure he was okay before I said anything. Fuck you. What a fuckwit. 
giant cocknocker, Grayson Allen. Should have been more, just saying, uh, shit bloke, shit play, absolute fuckwit. Come on, man. Other news from the weekend, Joe Harris, the Nets. He's uh, suffering, you know, suffered a couple of bit of setback, a bit of a setback in his rehab. It's not going as quickly as Steve Nash would like. <laughs> Basically, he's not ready to go yet and uh, isn't quite close. Steve Nash very smartly is like, yeah, I'm not a doctor. It's like, no shit, Steve. Uh, but at the same time, he's not close to being back. Speaking which, same with Anthony Davis. He was upgraded to questionable. Game time decision against Miami Heat today. He did not come back, did AD, with his uh, knee. So looking like maybe Wednesday for Anthony Davis. We'll see what happens. Tell you what's good, though. Kung Fu Thon. Thon McCurr. He's back. He signed a G League, one of the general G League contracts the other day. And uh, boom, the Long Island Nets have picked him up. You'll love to see it. How good is that? Kung Fu, everybody was Kung Fu fighting. Take me to the Philippines. Bang. Let's get him Kung Fu Thon. Start throwing fly kicks. Some fucking bicycle, Liu Kang bicycle kick shit. What do you reckon? Upgrade. I love it. Anyway. And uh, so that's just kind of neat. The fact that he's on the Long Island Nets, who knows? He might end up being with the hardships called up to the Nets. Uh, you just never know. But it just sort of adds to the uh, Nets as an organization having uh, Aussie coaches, Aussie health and strength and conditioning coaches everywhere. A Kiwi general manager. He just loves his Antipodean buddies. That's great. And uh, no real Ben Simmons news from the weekend, which is kind of nice. Expected a bit of a uh, dumb leak about, oh, well, Ben said it, oh, well. But all the leaks had sort of happened last week, didn't they? Oh, well, he said he's happy to sit the rest of the season if he doesn't get traded. Yeah, because his mental health problems are literally just because what? Doc Rivers said something vaguely mean after fucking having his back for years. <laughs> Joel Embiid, same vibe. What a fucking suck. All right, let's do some game raps from the weekend, though. Game raps, 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 game raps. Woo, a lot of games on the weekend. On uh, Saturday, it was chocker block. Charlotte beat OKC 121.98. Josh Giddy, bang, career high 21. Love that. The Lakers, Frank Vogel back to the scene of the crime where he stole all that money from Orlando. Uh, 116.105, the Lakers won that. Clippers came back from absolutely just getting belted. And hilariously, beat the Sixers, 102-101. Embiid had 40. It wasn't enough. Philly, what are you doing? That was hilarious. Atlanta, they held on against Miami. They tried their hardest to blow an 18-point lead, 110-108. They end up squeaking by. Boston got smashed by Nurk and the Portland Trailblazers, 109-105. Nurk went for 29-17-6. Say it with me. Trade value. Love it. Uh, Toronto, they beat uh, the Washington Wizards thanks to Fred Van Vliet. The fighting Van Vliet's 21 and 12 for him. 109, 105. They won that. Chicago. This was the game where Grace Nellen reared his ugly, stupid fucking head. 94, 90. The Bucks won. DeMar had 35. Giannis had 30 and 12. But yeah, Chicago. Just a couple of too, too many injuries at this point. Uh, Brooklyn, they beat San Antonio 117-102 with a 37-10-11 triple-double for James Harden, offsetting the DeJunte Murray triple-double as well. Memphis, Memphis beat Denver 122-118, for Yoka. But I'll tell you what, 38-6-6 for Jar. Not bad, bro, not bad. The Joker is crushing it. Denver are battling manfully. 
and Memphis might be just good. Utah, they took care of Detroit, arresting their slide, 111-101. And Golden State eked by Houston despite, I know, really cooked shooting night, 105-103. 22 and 12 for Steph, but yeesh. Sunday, Milwaukee snuck by Sacramento, 133-127, 34 for Chris Middleton. Wes Matthews got a knee contusion, and weirdly the Bucks didn't call a fucking timeout. He could barely stand. It was weird and gross, and I hated it. Where's Matthews as a dude who came back from a fucking Achilles? You don't want to just fuck around with that guy. It was weird. And then Bud's after the game's like, yeah, I thought he'd be able to walk it off. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe after he wasn't able to walk it off, you call a fucking timeout, Buds. Not a minute and a half later, you psycho. Anyway, Cleveland. Cleveland! They beat OKC. Uh, SGA, Shy Red, Gildress Alexander, and... Uh, Darius Rucker, Judy Garland going hammering songs. SGA had 29, 9, and 6. Garland had 23 points, 11 assists. That was awesome. The Cleveland get the goods. Phoenix, they schmuckered Indy 113, 103, despite Devin Booker being a giant spud. CP3 was awesome, 18 and 16 there. And then today, what a run of games. The Knicks beat the Clips 110, 102. RJ Barrett was awesome, 28, 14, and 6 for him. Bang! Jason Tatum, 0 of 20 in his previous four games from three, goes off, hits a career-high nine threes, goes for 51. He had 48 in the first three quarters. Amazing scenes. 116-87, they kicked the shit out of the Wizards to the Celtics. The Lakers staged an unlikely comeback at the, uh, in the Heat Arena. What is it, American Airlines? There you go, 113-107. Miami were kicking the fuck out of them. The Lakers came out of nowhere, but then it all got unraveled right at the end because THT couldn't inbound the ball after PJ Tucker turned it over, and the Lakers still lost. Orlando took care of Chicago. What? Yeah, Chicago stinking up the joint now. 95-114. All the young dudes for Orlando tore it up. And Jalen Suggs. Put him in a body bag, Jalen! On uh, DeMar DeRozan, basically. Uh, Toronto, they hosted Portland. And lost, 114-105. CJ McCollum, he's tearing it up, 19-10-6. It's about four games since he came back. They're 3-1. Amazing scenes. Atlanta! Charlotte could not buy a three in this one. They got absolutely schmuckered by the Hawks, 113-91. Philly, luckily, hold on against San Antonio, 115-109. In San Antonio, Memphis got killed by Dallas. They did get straight killed, really. But he got straight killed! 104-91. Luca playing some of the best ball of his season, 37-11-9. But the Zinger, the Extreme Zinger Mill, was supercharged today. Supercharged Zinger Burger. 15 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, and 6 blocks. Love it. Uh, Brooklyn got their ass handed to them by Minnesota. Yes, you heard that right. 136-125 because Brooklyn... Yeah, not so much on the defense, huh? You want those to play defense? Yeah, it's no good. Uh, and Denver held on against Detroit, 117-111. That was tied towards the end, but Joker is just too good. And Golden State hung on against Utah as well, 94-92. Bojan Bogdanovic had a good look at a game winner. Clank. No good. Uh, so let's do some weekend winners and losers. Oh, my God. I won! I won! Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is... Me, me. Cam Brockman. They got a shot at me. Weekend winners, Miami. I mentioned it. They just beat the Lakers today off a of Butts triple-double. Jimmy Butler's back. He's kicking ass. I had him in my provisional All-Star teams as well, right? And I feel very good about that because <laughs> we've still got a couple of weeks before the All-Star game. And he's definitely played his way onto my team. 
Uh, but they were in control of this game for ages, right? And then it got squirrely. Bam got kicked out. LeBron James gave him the uh, the six count and then gave him the thumbs down like he's a fucking Roman emperor. Uh, was asked, I think it was Connor on uh, Twitter, how does he not get a taunting foul for that? And it's like, well, because we live in a world where no ref in their right mind would dare give LeBron a taunting foul for that. But the thing is, with that win and the losses by the Nets and Co. today as well, and the Sixers, and uh, who else lost that? Fucking everybody. Oh, and the Sixers won today. Uh, but Brooklyn lost. You had, I believe, that's right, Chicago lose as well. Miami are on top of the East. They've weathered injuries, COVID, more injuries, more COVID. They're 30 and 17 and on top of the East. Hashtag heat culture. Uh, but that is absolutely gnarly, isn't it? Like, to think about the season that they've had where there's been little to no sort of constant uh, consistency in their lineups, in their personnel. Uh, like, even now, they're still without big booty car, Larry. You've got Butts, you've got Tucker, you've got Bam, you've got Dunky Robinson, but it's dudes like Struess and Gabe Vincent who have stepped up massively so far this year. And you've got, they've got, what, Caleb Martin? Yeah, Caleb Martin, not Cody Martin. He's been wildly good the last couple of weeks. And that was a big win today. And, like, this is without Hero. This is without Lowry. And they're beating the Lakers. The Heat are fucking awesome. They're on top of the East, and they're definitely a weekend winner because all they're doing is kicking ass and taking names. Same goes for the Suns. The second weekend winners, they've won six on the trot. All they do is win, 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 no matter what. CB3 and... Bismack Biombo making shots. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, the fact that you can put Bismack Biombo on this team and bang, he's like an actual awesome backup center is wild. Uh, but Book had a shit game. They killed the paces. The Suns just look amazing. I mean, god damn. They're like above and beyond everybody else so far this season, I think. They're the best team. They're rolling. They're awesome. They still don't have double digit losses. It's insane. It's awesome. Unbelievable. I'll tell you what, the Suns, they might be pretty good. 36 and 9. An 8 point point differential. Unbelievable. That's easily the best in the league as well. Suns, they're pretty good. Tatum, he's a weekend winner. I mean, if you go 0 for 20 across your last four games, it's got to feel pretty good to hit nine threes. <laughs> Career high. And he drops 51. That was pretty great. But also, like, Boston needed to win that today. And he's going up against his old buddy. Oh, did you know that Jason Tatum and Bradley Beal are both from St. Louis? Isn't that crazy? Yes, people come from the same cities sometimes. That is crazy, isn't it? Oh, but they're best friends because they're from the same city. Shut up, idiots. Jesus. Brad Bill might want to play for the Celtics because he's from St. Louis. And so is Jason Taylor. Idiots everywhere. As far as the eye can see. But anyway, that was a big win. Boston really needed that. And Washington, I'll tell you what, they're going to pop up again in a second. Not ideal. Portland, their weekend winners. They're winning games on this East Coast road trip out of nowhere. They beat Boston. They beat Toronto on the weekend. I'll tell you, but Jimmy, man, isn't your plan just to blow up Toronto and blow up Portland, man? And just like, you know, trade everybody? Yeah, but you got to get Nurk and CJ looking good to build up their trade value again before you blow it up. This is perfect. Nurk and CJ playing out of their ass. That's how you do it. Trade value. And, I mean, the inevitable trade aways. 
you got to build up their value first and then you tank. It just makes sense. So good job by Portland. Tricky part was, like, Dane came out and was like, yeah, I'm not going to rush back, man. Like, just <laughs> I'm going to take a long view on this. Like, Green Day. Uh, but good on him. That's smart. And Portland, look, play the shit out of CJ and Nurk. Build up that trade value. Move them along. Move them into a better position where they can uh, experience maybe some more success. And off you go. The Mavs! Big win over the Grizz today. Seals a season series between those two. But also gets them a little bit more clear in the five spot, the old uh, Dallas Mavericks. Which is good because they're only like three games back of the four spot. And that's now the Jazz. Because the Grizz have been playing that well. They've overtaken the Jazz. Uh, but also, to not shit that one away against the Grizzlies. Who are dangerous at all times, right? Because they're the fucking Grizzlies. They're terrifying. But... They shit the Suns game away late, late last week. Was that Friday? And then to not do it today against the Grizz, that's big. So I'll take that as a win if you're a Mavs fan. But also, it's not as big as the fact that Luka and Zinger, the extreme Zinger meal, and Luka Doncic, the extreme Zinger meal, both looked good together. That's crazy. That's good. We need more of that if you're a Mavs fan. We'd love to see that. I also just want to see that too, because I feel like they should work. I say this all the fucking time. You know... There's one thing you can do with paper. You can wipe your ass with it. If it looks good on paper, who knows what's going to happen. But at the same time, you just feel like Luca and Zinger's game should mesh better than they do. Let's see if they can do it. Anyway, other weekend winners, the Magic. But Jimmy, bro, that should be tanking. What are they doing? Why will they win these games? Well, I'll tell you what. Jalen Suggs, he's injecting a bit of confidence in the Magic. It's a big win over, over Chicago today. You've got the Wagners absolutely tearing it up. And that squad is kind of fun as hell, and I like that they're kind of a bit, like, proud that they're the magic. Like, Suggs going, yeah, fucking pointing to his magic on his jersey. It's just kind of neat. Because they're getting their ass handed to them night in, night out. They're 9-39. and 39. They're the worst team in the NBA. And good on for just playing a little bit harder. I love it. I love it. Okay, Sue, but Jimmy, man, they keep getting beaten. Yes, but now they've also got the same amount of wins as the Houston Rockets. So they're basically tying up for like the third worst record in the NBA, and you want to be in that top four. So that's some good tanking, okay, see? I love it. Uh, the Grizz, I mentioned those guys. They lost today, but damn, they're still the most fun team to watch in the NBA, I reckon, right now. The Wolves, winners as well, because they got that big win over Brooklyn today. They need more of those. Because, look, their wild, annoying inconsistency is wild and annoying. But Ant-Man, D-Lo, like, they were tearing it up today. Their offense was on song. All they've got to do now is actually play some defense and actually beat a team with good defense, which is where they run into a lot of trouble. I mean, apart from when they beat Golden State the other day. But still, look, good job, Wolves. You can only beat the teams in front of you. And for D'Lo to get a bit of revenge against the Nets, you'd love to see that. Who else? The Bucks. they're rolling. They beat the Kings and uh, beat the Bulls. And also, Grayson Allen put fucking... Alex Caruso out of action for a couple of months. But uh, look, the Bucks are looking good. Despite that Wes Matthews weird fuckery. They're getting healthy. They're rolling. They've won three on the trot. The Hawks, similar vibes. They got killed a couple of times by the Heat and Knicks. Uh, then they traded Cam Reddish and bang, they've now won four straight. So maybe a weekend loser's Cam Reddish. Uh, but really, that win over the Heat on Saturday was massive, even though they nearly blew that 18-point lead. Classic Hawks. So they're 21 and 25. Still very inconsistent. They do the old... Uh, well, they're, they're the same as the Hornets, right? They're consistent in their inconsistency. We'll lose five, we'll win four. We'll win one, we'll lose one. We'll win one, we'll lose one. We'll lose three, we'll win three. It's exactly what the fucking Hornets do. But look, they looked a little bit better. They've got DeAndre Hunter back. 
Off they go. You'll take your uh, nice weekend wins, won't you, Hawks? Of course. Uh, the East Playoff Wannabes, they're weekend winners. That means basically everybody in the East. Because there's like, basically, between the one seed and the 12 seed, that's right, the tw- 1 through 12, there's eight and a half games separating them. 1 through 12 in the West, there's 19 and a half. <laughs> so if you want to try to make a push, you better be in the East. And finally, of course, the weekend winner, Josh Giddy. Giddy up! Finally top 20 points, set a new career high. You love to see it. Look, sure, they lost to the Hornets. As I said, though, that's just good tanking. But still, 21-9-3 for Gids. He shot 10-17. He finally, though, broke his 19-point duck. So first time he's cracked the 20-point barrier. Gets the 21, obviously. But the 19-point duck, he'd hit it four times. And he'd never gotten to 20. So that's great on you, Josh. Love to see that. All right. What about weekend losers, though? We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Loser. Losers. Ah, Chicago. <sighs> I feel like it just came the other day after I talked about them managing, like, not having Lonzo because they'd be getting Caruso back. Rock row. They get Caruso back. They lose to the Bucks and also then lose Alex Caruso. God damn it. So that smash cut to them losing to the Magic. DeMar's out here getting straight fucking killed. But he got straight killed. By Jalen Suggs, even if he's dropping 40 bombs. They've slipped to 28 and 17. The Bucks are right there next to them on the standings as well. The Cavs and Sixers are nipping at their heels. They've lost six of their last seven of the Bulls. They're trying to hang in there with DeMar and Vooch. They don't have Levine. Levine will hopefully be back soonish. But even still, it's like DeMar, Vooch, and Levine. Heyo, Dasunmu. It's Kobe. They're going to hold the line for like six weeks. Like until like Lonzo and Caruso come back. Like they'll be fine. But it's not ideal if you want to be like a real actual proper top seed in the East, which is exactly what you want to be, right? I mean, with this weird morass where everybody can sort of maybe beat everybody because just that's how the East is this year. It's awesome. It's deep. It's crazy. It's weird. And not many teams are going to feel very comfortable against, like, pretty much any of the other teams. <laughs> like, you don't want to be, the like, suddenly slip to the sixth seed and you're like, holy shit, where are the sixth seed? Ah, oh, what? We're playing Milwaukee in the first round or Brooklyn or Philly. Like, what the fuck? So, yeah, it's a tough one for the Bulls. Uh, so can they hold the line? Oh, they'll be fine, but Jesus, it's just a bit of a tough one. And that's all coming down to Grayson Allen. What a weekend loser. Also, just weekend fuckhead. I mean, Channing Fry was out there saying, yeah, it's one of the most dangerous players I've seen in years. And you're like, yeah. He was so high up. He hit him so hard and so weird. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, Grayson? And a couple of folks have sort of mentioned this idea. It's like, yeah, look, Grayson Allen could be like the greatest dude in the world when you're hanging out around him. But there's a pattern of weird behavior. When shit gets a bit fucky, he gets a bit fuck-headed, you know? And it's fucked. It's just weird. He just tries to do probably the most wrong thing in those weird situations almost every time. It's not even like a thing of self-preservation a lot of the time. It's just like, I'm a bit of a cunt. Boom. It's like, what are you doing, Grayson? Pull your head in, you dickhead. Anyway, Washington a weekend loses. Two bad losses for him, and here we go again. 
It's the classic classic whiz, right? Talk about consistently inconsistent. Uh, they're back under 500. They're in the 10 seed. They got smashed by the Celtics today, as I mentioned. Did you know that Brad Beal is from the same city as Jason? Shut up! There we go. Uh, but yeah, the Wiz, look, a lot of this comes down to the Wiz. Just watch them. Just at some point this week, if they're out there, if they've got Spencer Dinwiddie and Brad Beal playing in the same game, just look how those two play together. And you're like, oh, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie. Oh, don't know about that. So it was a rough one today, obviously, against the Celtics. You have those games, but to be back under 500, they're just, ugh. They've lost three on the trot. They've all been, cl- well, I mean, the Nets and Raptors games are pretty close. They're juice. I just don't know what to make of that Wiz team. The Lakers by Jimmy the Beatle. Yeah, but look, the Lakers team as they stand, we can talk and blow smoke up LeBron's. Oh, did you know he's playing center? He's playing center. Isn't that amazing? It's like, it's pretty cool. And I do like that Spolster was like, man, if this motherfucker wanted to play center, like, could have used that like eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a really good point. Um, imagine LeBron playing center next to uh, Chris Bosh. Anyway, I don't know how that would work, but off you go. But look, that game, they're being down so much against the Heat. They come all the way back, and they couldn't, and they didn't. Now they're just waiting on Anthony Davis to come back. Meant to be today. Now maybe against Brooklyn. But still, it would have been really... Like, they would have been a weekend winner had they have won that Heat game. If they'd come out into that heat game a little bit more prepared as well, but they didn't. And that's a bit worrisome. And that's where the sort of Vogel thing comes into it. You're like, Vogues, if you're going to win this locker room over, if you're going to try to coach this team to another title, this is the sort of game that you need to like rally this team. So yes, we beat Orlando, but they're shit. We really need to beat the heat. And they did like they got a good game out of Rusty. They got a good game out of LeBron. Mello was doing shit late, but god damn, they couldn't just get over the hump. And they tried so very hard. It's like Stanley Johnson in that jazz game plays out of his skin. And the fact that you're not going to get that every game is like no surprise. But like THT was horrible in this game today. I mean, Ariza was just, he's just unplayable at this point. He had four turnovers in 15 minutes. He went 0 of 5. Hashtag spot of the weekend. But god damn. Anyway, that's a tough one for the Lakers. Philly! Oh, but Jimmy Philly beat. Like the Spurs today. Yeah, I'll tell you what. That's fine. But they also kind of won it in a way that you're just like, that was basically a loss. (laughs) Like they were kicking the shit out of them and then the Spurs just hung around. They just hung around. Like the Sixers in Brooklyn, like they're two teams where their defense just sort of ebbs and flows with like a weird sort of lack of focus, a lack of effort sometimes, it just fucks them. And you saw it in the meltdown against the Clippers, and, like, you kind of then watch that Clippers game and then look at that Spurs game and go, I don't really care that they pulled that Spurs game off because they kind of tried their hardest to fucking blow that as well. The only reason they didn't is because Joel Embiid is a fucking monster. Like, Embiid's just like, ah, I'll just take the ball into the middle of the fucking lane, go up for a layup, and I'll get fouled, and we'll just... I'll coast us through. And that's exactly what happens. So either way, but the sort the more you sort of see that sort of shit, the more you're like, fuck it. Get rid of Tobias Harris. He's a spud. Get rid of Ben Simmons at the same time. Do what you can to give this team some sort of fucking balls outside of Joel Embiid. Some sort of crunch time sort of dude. Someone who's not afraid. Just do something. 
God damn. Uh, the Spurs were a rough weekend for them. Rough weekend. They lost a winnable game to the Nets, loses a winnable game to the Sixers. They've lost eight of the last ten. The only wins have come against OKC and the Clippers. They just can't seem to get their folks all going at the same time. But more so, they're weekend losers because they've relegated Jock to only like five to seven minutes a game now. I'll tell you what. When you were playing him more, you looked more competitive, Spurs. I'm just saying. And then finally, the Utah Yaz. Look, their weekend losers because they were right there against the Warriors today. They fall short. The tough part for them is, so they just got Rudy Gobert, their stuff what that were, back from his COVID stuff. And it sounds like he's tweaked a bit of a calf. Called it a slow tear. Like, oh, God. They don't have Donnie Mitchell back from a concussion protocol yet. They're now in fourth in the West. Dallas are nipping at their heels. They're only three games behind them. And Utah. It's sort of slowly turning into a bit of a shit show. Joey can't hit a shot. It's just all fucky. I don't know what's going on, but they're 30 and 17. They just can't string health and stuff together, and it's pretty weird, I'll tell you that much. All right, let's do an NBA Australia Pro Performance of the Weekend. It's a bunch of them, actually, so there you go. Strap in. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. That's a knife. Well, obviously, Jason Tatum. I think he's basically going to walk away with this one. 51 points, makes nine threes. He went 18 of 28 from the floor today. This comes after the 0 of 20 across his, uh, you know, what, previous four, across those four games, he was 0 of 20, and then nails nine threes. It was pretty bloody good, I'll tell you that much. So, oh, but he did, Jimmy, did you know he did it against his friend, Bradley Beal, because they're from the same city, man. <laughs> nine of 14 from downtown. 51 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, only 1 turnover. He was awesome because it was like weird. Jalen Brown had a weirdly just messy game where he hit a bunch of his threes but couldn't hit anything else. Tatum was unbelievable. But uh, DeMar DeRozan there had 35 on Saturday. Then he had his first 40-point game since 2018 against the uh, Orlando Magic Man. 41 points, 15 and 21 from the floor. Luka Doncic, 37, 11 and 9. Awesome game. 13 of 25 from the floor. God damn, he was good against the Grizzlies. Harden had the 37, 10, and 11 against the Spurs. Ja, what a weekend for Ja Morant. Look, even with that weird sort of shitty loss today, he has just been tearing it up. He had 35, 13, and 6 today against the Mavs. It was just like, you know, only one putting up a fight, which was a bit of a worry. But, I mean, look. The Grizz still don't have Desmond Boone, etc. back. So Jar out there fighting the good fight, playing his ass off. And he had the 30, so that's that 35, 6, uh, 35, 13, and 6. Comes after the 38, 6, and 6 against Denver. That's a bloody good weekend. But of course, Joel Embiid can play 38, 12, and 6 against the Spurs. And then the 40, 13, and 6 against the Clippers. Hot damn. <laughs> Hot damn, those are some goddamn... Gaudy numbers, but that the what I think Embiid and Tatum probably uh top these ones because the Embiid uh closeout against the Spurs was just so bloody impressive. And Tatum, he had 48 and three quarters. That is he had 31 in the first half. He was absolutely on fire. So Tatum and then Embiid, you got Demar, you got Luca, you got Harden, you got Jar. Just performances coming out from uh, fucking everywhere. So his name wasn't on there though. Coming up, spot of the night. 
Spud, 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 that's a bit rough, man. That's a bit rough. Yeah, look, this is it. It's been kind of strange, like this entire step. So, Clay Thompson doesn't play in this game today against the Jazz. Uh, his knee was a bit sore, and you're like, fuck that. <laughs> he's day to day. Don't play him until he's feeling good again. Uh, but 13 points for Steph on 5 of 20 shooting, 1 of 13 from downtown. And, like, it is one of those things where you go, oh, yeah, Steph was, like, otherworldly to start off the season. For the last month or so, he's just sort of, you know, reverted to the mean a little bit. The problem is, like, Steph Curry's mean is still really fucking high, so to revert back to it, it takes a little bit high. Takes a bit of a dive. That's what you get on the big jobs. Uh, but the other ones. Oh, here we go. Oh, yes, Gabe Vincent and the notorious KCP. What do they do? Yeah, they did. 311 for Gabe Vincent and KCP. You love to see that. Davish Batanj, hello. Stupid Amish beard. One of five for him, the classic. Uh, but Spencer Dinwiddie, I mentioned this as well. Giant spudworthy effort today. One of 12 from the floor. Spencer, why don't you go to sell your contract on like the blockchain again? What the fuck was that? 0 of 7 from 3. It was a minus 17. Unbelievable. Uh, who else? We had just a litany of spuds. OKC yesterday, 1 of 9 for Jeremiah Robinson Earl. 1 of 6 for Darius Baisley. They combined to go 0 of 8 from downtown. Gids, 3 of 12. Dort, 3 of 10. Diakite, 1 of 4. Oh, just a rough one for OKC against the Cavs yesterday. Pair of 4 of 15 shootings for Toronto from the OG Ananobi and Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr. 4 of 15 is pretty fucking brutal. Vooch went 4 of 19 today, though. Hey, Jimmy, how does Chicago lose to Orlando? Oh, well, 4 of 19 from Vooch might do it. 4 of 17 for Triple J. Jaron Jackson Jr. wasn't his hottest 100 against Dallas. Denver today at Boogie. Go 1 of 7. <laughs> He's back, baby. And 1 of 9 for uh, Monty Morris. They still uh, held on to win, but that's why that game was close. Devin Booker against Indy. Hopefully you saw this. This was some spud-worthy shit. Oh boy, 5 of 23 against Indy, 0 of 6 from downtown, and he clanked an in-game windmill. 11 points on 5 of 23 shooting. Devin Booker had been on a heater anyway, it's a bit of a tough one. Uh, and you know I don't like to shit on the rookies, but damn, Jalen Green on Saturday. Jalen Green went 0 of 11 against the Warriors. 0 of 11! It was my pick for rookie of the year. Thought he'd have a consistently uh, awesome green light. He has, but he's also got to hit some of them. <laughs> Fuck. 0 of 5 from downtown. 0 of 11. That's tough. But then Mook Morris. Look, Jalen Green's a rookie. Mook Morris knows better. 24 minutes. 0 of 9 from the floor against the Knicks today. 0 of 4 from downtown. He had 4 points and 4 fouls and then fucked off. Thanks for coming, Mook. You love to see it. So there you go. There's a bunch of spuds. What a giant. Oh, Terry Rose. Oh, the Hornets. And their three-point shooting. I mentioned that in passing before. They went 4 of 35 against the Hawks today. That's 0 of 8 for Lamello. 0 of 4 for Miles Bridges. 0 of 6 for Terry Rousey, Rogier. 0 of 4 for Book Knight. 1 of 9 for Kelly Oubre. He actually uh, got kicked out this weekend too. And Terry Rousey shot 2 of 16 overall. Jesus. Spuds. Spuds as far as the eye can see. What is this? Fucking Dunstown? Anyway. Old mate, no mates. Oh, mate, no mates.
Who's got no mates today? THT. He's got no mates. Taylor and Horton Tucker, that inbounds pass against Miami. Uh, so they get the turnover to the Lakers. They're down four. Here we go. Ah, oh, THT inbound pass is stolen. That's doubly rough because not only are you the young dude on a team, you inbound pass, it's a bit shit. It gets stolen. You're also on the bronze team. So now... You're being doubly frozen out. He's going to rocket passes towards your head. You've disappointed the King THT. Now you've got to live with the consequences. And, of course, the other best old mate, no mate, oh, he's your fucking mate from the weekend, was JaVale McGee. The poor, poor JaVale. I reckon his mum's going to be livid. Uh, do you remember when JaVale's mum would keep going at Shaq about Shaq and a fool in JaVale? Stop, stop picking on my boy. Kind of vibes. The Suns pulled a prank on JaVale. Uh, they're all like, all right, JaVale's going to lead us out to run under the court. The music's blaring. They're going to intro us all. Off you go, JaVale, lead us out. And he ran off, and they all stopped. And he ran out there by himself, <laughs> just running and running and running. At some point, he's very clearly going, ah, oh, these bastards, they've tricked me. And he throws his thing up into the air, and he has a good old time. He runs back out and high-fives everybody. It's like, it was such a good save by JaVale. But it's such a fucking brutal all-mate-no-mates prank by the Suns and his bastard teammates. But at the same time, you know, you do that sort of shit on a team with good camaraderie. You don't do it on a fucky team where no one likes each other, you know? So that was good. Pantsing of the weekend. Uh, Devin Booker might have, you know, aspired that fucking Toronto Raptor dinosaur in his uh, peripheral vision when he went up for that windmill dunk towards the end of the game. Uh, against the Pacers, <laughs> just the in-game windmill. It's pretty gnarly if you can always pull it off, like if you're Miles Bridges or Michael Bridges or uh, Devin Booker, though. you got to pull it off. Clank. That was a pretty brutal miss. Uh, but the pants and the Knights obviously going to be DeMar DeRozan. Got absolutely put into the mantle of the earth by Jalen Suggs, the rookie. That is a pantsing. Like, DeMar's like, oh, man, but I got 41, Jimmy. What are you talking about? It's like, yeah, but you also got dunked on by a rookie, man. That's a pantsing. I'm sorry, DeMar. Sorry, not sorry. Better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you will get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Jalen Suggs had 15, 7, and 5 in that one. But Franz Wagner and Mo Wagner also in that same game. 18 points, 5 assists. Mo, 23 and 4. Great stuff. RJ Barrett, he was awesome. I mentioned that earlier, right? 28 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists, and a block. Only one turnover. He was absolutely bloody unreal. Love a good 28, 14, and 6. Smash the Clippers. Good win for uh, the Knicks and RJ going off. But, of course, Scotty Barnes for the Raptors against Washington. Great game. 27 points, 8 rebounds, and assist and a steal. Shot 12 and 19. Gids dropping the 21, 9, and 3. Guess what? Lonzo's out with a knee injury, so I guess you're all better than Lonzo Ball. Who was dickhead of the weekend, though? Dickhead of the week. Ah, uh, guess what? Who would have thought that both Stockton and Malone were fuckwits? Ah, uh, jerks at least. I mean, except everybody who ever played against them and hated them. And uh, there was a reason why Stockton and Malone never really sort of uh, warmed themselves to the greater public beyond. Oh, they were kind of cool. 
They played MJ a couple of times, right? John Stockton, he's been booted from Gonzaga, right? He's the most celebrated fucking basketball player in the university's history, but he's refusing to comply with the mask mandate for the school, and his season tickets were revoked. Good! <laughs> Nobody's above the fucking law, John Stockton, you dickhead. Man, but I was on the dream team. I don't care. Put a fucking mask on. You're around a bunch of kids. Who knows what the fuck they're all up to. You're going to games. If everybody else has to do it, just fucking suck it up, princess. It's the same people who are always like, oh, well, you should just have, you should have just done what the police said. They're also the first people who are like, nah, I don't want to do that. That's going to inconvenience me. You know, fucking blow it out your ass, John Stockton, you dickhead. Like, always kind of appreciated him as a basketball player because he was very clearly the sneakiest, dirtiest player out there, right? Like a lot of elbows, a lot of sharp elbows, a lot of nut punches kind of vibe. And, uh, yeah, you really get to see the true heart of people in uh pandemic, don't you? All right, uh, let's do some ENRs. Right, I've got this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Elliot. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You listen to NBA Australia. And you're listening 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 to NBA Australia. Let's do some year nars. They are brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, oh, A, it's hotter and shit at the moment. B, look, don't go to the bottle, though, because you might get the Omicron. And uh, you don't want to get the Omicron. Fuck that. Bring the bottle to you with thedailyliquor.com. They'll drop all of the stuff that you order, all the beers, wines, cocktails, everything you need. They'll drop it off to you, Rona-free, to your door. How good is that? And if you're banging the code Strayer, you get a free six-pack of the delicious, delicious, oh, great summer beer, Dos Blocos XPA. So, celebrate the heat, celebrate, you know, no more lockdowns, all that sort of shit. Go buy some booze, thedailyliquor.com. Be over 18, it's for the Melbourne metro area, same-day delivery before noon. Go get around thedailyliquor.com, banging the code Strayer, you get a free 600 mate Jimmy. Drink responsibly, don't be a dickhead, and thank me later. Right, let's do some really quick year nahs. Matty Owers, Grace Nallen strikes again, suspension. Yeah, nah, yeah. I mean, he did get suspended by the NBA. Uh, but also, 100% deserved. And I did find it interesting, the NBA, like, oh, well, yeah, we do take into consideration that there was an injury. It's like, yeah, no fucking shit. But at the same time, it shouldn't take how much of, like, like the severity of the injury <laughs> to go... Oh, would she be this? Like, I still think it's fucking crazy that Yo- Nikola Jokic and uh, Mark Keith Morris got the same suspension for that fucking crazy, crazy, crazy altercation at the start of the season. And Mark Keith hasn't played since because he got such a fuck neck from it because he got fucking bulldozed by a 280-pound Serbian. <laughs> Meanwhile, Grace Nellan knocks out Caruso for two months. He gets a one-game suspension. I say give him a fucking week at least. Send to the match review committee. Number two, is AD the answer in LA? Yeah, nah. I mean, yeah, but also nah, because it also just depends on the question. Is what's the what's the answer? What's the question? The question is, is AD gonna fix what ails LA? And the answer to that is not if he keeps playing the way he was playing earlier this season. Like, short-term, him coming back in and, like, alleviating some of the pressure off 
LeBron? Yeah, that's going to be the answer. He does need to be playing fucking better than he was for the first part of the season, though, for them to have any shot at winning the title because you see the good and the bad of Russell Westbrook, the ups and downs, the twists, the turns, the turnovers, the turnovers, the assists, the dunks, the putting Rudy Gobert in a body bag, Daniel. But uh, is he the answer overall? I mean, yeah, but they also just sort of need one or two just Stanley Johnson-y sort of dudes, right? Just dudes who know their fucking job, want to play their role. Because Russell Westbrook doesn't want to play a role. He wants to be Russell Westbrook. And so you've either got to configure your team around like letting Russ Russ, let, <laughs> let Russ cook, let Russ be Russ within your sort of framework of LeBron and AD or just fuck him off <laughs> and just like pennies on the dollar kind of vibe, right? Cents on the dollar. But role players around LeBron, three-point shooters, defenders, AD kind of helps with that if he can fucking rediscover his three-point shot. And his defensive nous as well. But look, he is going to help. You do wonder, though, like the rest of the roster, though, might be a bit of a problem. Finally, are Dallas for real? Yeah, nah. I mean, they are for real probably the fifth best team in the West, right? Like, and I've said that almost from the start. I remember, uh, I think I mentioned this on the show a couple of times, like at Christmas, sort of standing around just talking about teams, talking about, like, you know, players or whatever. You know, because this is what happens when I'm at Christmas. People just go, Jimmy, basketball, let's talk. And they are only one loss ahead of the Nugs from six, but that's like the Nugs have been sort of tearing it up lately as well. But this just sort of gives you hope that the Mavs can at least stay in that top five, right? Like this run, and you knew that they had this in them, at least I did, and that was sort of my prediction. I thought that'd even be better. I thought they'd be like a top three team. Golden State sort of taken us all by surprise a little bit. You, the Jazz, would be good. The Grizz have been way better than expected too. And uh, so the Mavs, look, I think they are this good. They're just going to keep it there. The thing is, for them, it's all about the defense. If like, this, defense, this defense stays at this high of a level, then they're laughing. That should be fine. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Uh, Grayson Allen should have got the three to five game suspension for the simple fact that there was a dirty ass play and the fact that he's got a track record of being Grayson Allen. Just saying. That's like just for being Grayson Allen once a year, he should should be suspended for five games. That's just how it goes. All right, outback takeouts. It's Monday at outback. You know what that means? Oh yeah, driving back from Ballarat. Guess what we picked up? That's right. The self-built appetizer. That's right. Flame-grilled echidna. Only at Outback. It's got its little serving sticks right in it already. And it goes great as flame-grilled take. And today's flame-grilled take is Anthony Davis is a coward and didn't want to come back from his injury and get humiliated his first game back by Bam Adebayo. So he's going to come back against a team without a center, basically, and play the Brooklyn Nets... And look, a thousand bucks only at Outback. Look, that crossed my mind as well. It's like Anthony Davis is like upgraded to questionable. Why the fuck would you want to come back and play Bam? <laughs> Dude, you're playing Brooklyn in like three days. They're rolling out like the corpse of Lamarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin. Yeah, there you go. So I'm basically, that's not much of a flame grill take. I think that's just what he's doing. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you want to ease back into it after a month and a half off? 
All right. Uh, another quick break. We'll be back with Australian Player Watch right after this one. This is Chris Anstey, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Oh, right. Australian Player Watch. I haven't spoken to Chris Anstey in a little while. What a legend. Uh, anyway, Paddy Thrills. Oh, that's right. He's got his new uh, podcast with Matt Lowe. Uh, friends of the program, both of them. Paddy Thrills in the win over San Antonio in a revenge return to the Lone Star State for Paddy Thrills after signing with the Nets. Good to see that he got it a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, video, tribute video, which is awesome. And he took the boys out for coffee. And they had some fun stuff. Went for a bit of a barbie. He's probably still got his house there, so that's awesome. Nine points, four rebounds, three assists. Shot four of 11, one of five from downtown. Uh, so his shot wasn't quite on song, but, you know, you get that. You get choked with emotion. I'm just saying. Uh, and the lost to Minnesota, he had 21 points today. Three rebounds, one assist. He shot eight of 15 and five of 10 from three. Hey, uh, when do you reckon the Nets' offense sort of went a bit dry? Do you reckon it was when they went away from Patty Mills? Yeah, what? Also, James Harden refusing to shoot in the fourth quarter today was a bit interesting, wasn't it? Hmm. Trade him. Uh, Jingles in the win over Detroit. He had five points, five assists, three rebounds, and a steal. Only shot one of eight from three and two of nine from the floor in general. Not great. In the loss to Golden State today, ten points, five rebounds. Uh, sorry, five assists, two rebounds. Four of ten from the floor, one of six from three. Yeah, the shot is uh, not great at the moment. He's gone eight of 44 from three so far in 2022. Yeesh. Uh, Aussie Matty T, Matisse Tybal's not back yet uh, from his shoulder, so hopefully he'll be back soon. Josh Green, who's Josh Green? Four points in 15 minutes against Memphis. Uh, good showing today, actually. One rebound, two assists, two steals in those uh, 15 minutes. He shot two or three from the floor. The one shot that he missed was a three. The loss to Charlotte for Josh Giddy, the career high, 21, as mentioned, 10 of 17 from the floor, 1 of 4 from downtown, 9 rebounds, 3 assists. That was awesome. Lit it up. And uh, he also had another first in the loss to Cleveland. Uh, he had 8 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, and he fouled out for the first time ever. 3 of 12 from the floor. That's anti-strain bias, if you ask me. 1 of 6 from 3 as well. And rock'em, sock'em, block'em, jock'em, land out in the loss to Brooklyn for the Spurs. He had four points in five minutes. He went two or two from the floor in that one. Uh, didn't get anything else in his uh, five minutes. In the loss to Philly, there's a great highlight of Jock trying to guard Joel Embiid, who just sort of rumbles up sideways, sideways, shimmy, shimmy, drops a jumper on everybody's head. You're like, there's nothing Jock could have done about that. Fucking hell. Zero points in four minutes for Jock. He had one rebound. He went over two from the floor, both of which were threes. And speaking of Joel Embiid... Let's bloody do it. Let's do an Andrew Gaze Grey Mum reward for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. It's the first the- Andrew Gaze Grey Mumba. Outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. Right, pop it up. Oh, there you go. I mean. <laughs> The Andrew Gaze Grey Mummer Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence probably going to go to the bloke who has more points than minutes in his last four games. That is Joel. He is uh, tearing it up. So last four games, 38 points in 31 minutes. 40 points in 37 minutes. 50 points in 27 minutes. 32 points in 29 minutes. Yeah, that's not bad, is it? Get this man some help. Trade Ben Simmons. What are you doing, Daryl Morey? Fucking hell. Uh, but he's averaging over 30, 
three and a half points a game so far in 2022. He's had one game. One game this month where he's gone under 30 points. And he had 25, 13, and 6 in that one. And that was a big win over Boston. So he's gone 31 fucking just time and time again. And then over the last sort of week, which is what we sort of tend to cover with Andrew Gray's Graham, Andrew Gray's Graham Umber, the 50, 12, 2 and 3, the 40, 13 and 6, the 38, 12 and 6. He's barely missing. He's not like really loading up on shitty threes either. He's just tearing it up. So since coming back from COVID, he's averaging like 32, 11 and like four and a half assists, shooting over 50%, almost 40% from three. So yeah, not bloody bad. All right, the Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. This is actually a Brooklyn Nets tweet, which is a bit of social content, man, of Patty Mills taking the boys out in San Antonio. You've got Blake Griffin in a cowboy hat. You've got Patty just hanging out, being a legend, showing him his favorite coffee joints, chucking on a barbie. They're doing a bit of uh, playing a bit of cornhole. They're just hanging out, dudes being guys, bro chills with Patty Mills leading the way because he's the world's greatest dude. I love it. So go watch the video. The Nets tweet it out. It's just basically Patty showing the boys his San Antonio. I love that. I always love doing that as well. So our old mate and I went on a massive road trip few years back went up in austin so we did east coast to west coast it was fucking awesome we get to austin and i'm like all right i'll show you my austin she's like jimmy we've just been going to dive bars for the last two days i'm like yes that's my austin i don't know what you expect all i do is go to dive bars and see bands what did you expect i was like oh we've gone to the museum of fine art <laughs> jimmy's austin anyway uh good times all right let's do some game previews and picks as well Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's the weekend? Ah, it was great. The squid was with my parents, so we actually uh, got a couple of sleep-ins for the first time in, like, for ages. I uh, loved it, both myself and old mate. Went out, had ourselves some fun, a bit of a date night. It was good times. All right. Um, for the weekend, though, we went 16 of 25 on the picks. Absolutely smashed the head-to-heads yesterday and today. Uh, against the spread on Saturday, it was just a fucking bit of a bloodbath. I think 5 of 11 on Saturday, 8 of 11 head-to-head today, 3 of 3 yesterday. So, uh, But we've only got four games tomorrow. So 395 correct picks of 690 picks so far this season. I'm just saying, that's bloody good. Uh, today, Well, tomorrow, four games. We've got the Knicks at Cleveland. Uh, this is a tricky one because look, the Cavs have been playing out of their ass. Garland is crushing it. Allen, Mobley, even Kevin Love. They're seven and a half point favorites against the Knicks. Ah, and the Knicks are just so wildly inconsistent. You don't know. I'm going to lean on the Knicks defense to keep them at least. Oh, hiccups. Jesus. <laughs> Knicks to keep themselves in this game. If not win, I think the Knicks could win this. I'm going to go the plus seven and a half for the Knicks. I don't like it. Because the Cavs are really good, but the Knicks are the sort of team that can go on the road, can galvanize themselves and really dirty up a game and uh, have their defense sort of stand out. They do have, I mean, if the other Mitch Robinson's feeling it, uh, they do at least have a big body or two to throw at Cleveland. So we'll see what happens. But ugh, it's a really tricky one, that one. But they do have a bit of size themselves. You've got Randall. If he's on song, they might be able to keep it up. So give me the plus seven and a half against the Cavs. New Orleans! Two and a half point favorites against Indy at home. I'm going to take the Pelicans. I think my name is Jonas Spindles. I think they've uh, 
been in a pretty nice groove the last couple of weeks. So give me the pals against the uh, Pacers who don't have anybody. That seems pretty simple to me. <laughs> it's like they're starting like basically their G League squad. The Oklahoma City Thunder host Chicago. So the Bulls on a back-to-back. Having played Orlando, now go to OKC, one of the just annoying sort of teams out there. OKC are two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. I'm taking OKC. They could win this one outright. Either way, I think it'll be very, very close. So I'll take the two-and-a-half points for the home team. And then uh, finally, I mean, just think about Chicago. You've got Vooch. You've got DeMar. They've been playing a shit-ton of games, shit-ton of minutes. I just think OKC will have a nice little bounce back here. Finally, Phoenix hosting Utah. Utah on a back-to-back having just played the Warriors without Gobert as well. Phoenix are nine-and-a-half-point favorites, and I'm taking that in a heartbeat because, look, they're just good. They play teams really, really... Look, on a six-game winning streak at the moment, they're crushing it. Give me Phoenix, minus nine-and-a-half. Just nothing on Utah is really filling me with uh, much optimism. Without Donnie Mitchell, without Gobert, no hope, I reckon. So let's go, Suns. All right, there you go. That's it for today. Yes! That was the weekend. We'll be back tomorrow. Only four games tomorrow, but there's a shit ton on Wednesday, so go figure that out. Um, and yeah, I'll do a show on Australia Day, so why not? All right, in the meantime, though, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey, IG, all over the socials. Check it, NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Oh, God, this week's episode is going to be awesome. So many fucking amazing moments from this week in NFL. Just insane games. So I can't wait to chat that one up with uh, Gaz. That'll be out soon. Check out Adam with World Wrestling Australia over on YouTube as well. Always crushing it. FWCIE on Twitter. Check that out. NBAstraight.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get a t-shirt, would you? Got to get rid of the last couple. Check us a rating and review on your podcast app. Manscaped.com. Use the code Straya. Get 20% off from free shipping there. The TheDailyLicker.com. As I mentioned earlier, get the free sixer of the old Dos Blockos XPA if you're in Melbourne. Use the code Straya. Yes. And download Knowable from your app store. Bang in the code Straya and get 20% off getting smarter. Big thanks go to from Oslo for the intro and outro song. Uh, also to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, iOS, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J on Earth, Apple Music, Spotify. However you uh, keep track of your bands, do that. NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. All right, we'll close out today's show with a quick giddy review, a giddily positive giddy review for giddily positive people with Josh Giddy. All right, sounds good. And we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And... Later, Jose. Oh, hey there, everybody. Oh, it's Josh Giddy here. Um, just swinging by now to do like a really quick giddily positive giddy review of pop culture for giddily positive people with josh giddy and yeah i'm josh giddy so look i'm just sort of fresh off setting a new pb in the nba uh it's not a peanut butter no it's a personal best yeah that was really fun but look you know it's all about the boys you know we'll get around them all it's a team sport i'm just really happy that you know we're feeling pretty good we can't quite get any w's at the moment but look it'll come it'll come uh but yeah so i was a bit happy about like you know doing okay but just disappointed i couldn't get us over the top you know so anyway but i was a bit stoked this week because we hopped on the team plane and i saw that they've got the new venom on it and i was like oh venom 2 let there be carnage it sounds a bit scary usually for me but look you know 
I love Tom Hardy, and I thought that first Venom was really funny and stuff, so I figured I'd give it a shot. And look, no spoilers or anything, but yeah, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage was really fun. Like, it was a bit silly, it was really quick. Tom Hardy and Venom are like a really funny one-two punch as per usual. And this one also has the guy from White Man Can't Jump in it. Like that old guy, what's his name? Woody Harrelson. Yeah, that guy. I think my dad knows him. Anyway, that was really, really cool. Really enjoyed Woody. And it's just like a really quick story and it's really fun. So, look, not to give anything away, like it's just a quick, fun watch. And I reckon if you're into comic book stuff, you'll really like it. And I know I did because I really like it. So 18 out of 10 giddy-ups from me, Josh Giddy. And that's it. So it's a really fun film about Venom and what he's up to. So give it a look if you want to. And, uh, okay, that's it. So, because I'm going to go try and win some more games now. So until next time, this has been Josh Giddy with Giddily Positive Giddy Up Pop Culture Reviews for Giddily Positive People. Josh Giddy. And I'm Josh Giddy. Giddy up. <laughs>